0: the nba offseason is in full swing for the defending world champion golden state warriors and the nba in general kevin durant has a trade request the warriors have new draft picks they're trying to re-sign their own greatness Uh, there's a lot to talk about and i have an expert in the field rafael barlow he's going to join me next this is locked on warriors you are locked on warriors your daily golden state warriors podcast Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Locked On Warriors is partnering with Arcade 1UP to give away three free NBA Jam Shack machines. That's right, three of them. Three. These are the guys known for making the incredible retro three-quarter scale at home arcade games like Pac-Man, Golden Tee, and many more. Enter to win on Arcade1Up.com. That's Arcade1Up.com slash locked on for your chance to win one. You can follow draft expert Raphael Barlow at Barlow 500. You can follow me, Cyrus Otz, is on Twitter at Dog Surf Ocho. Raphael, it's an absolute pleasure to finally meet you. I've been following your content for a while. Uh, I, I'm not spinning things. I'm not exaggerating and saying you are a draft expert. Um, and the Warriors had four huge picks, I, or three picks, plus they added an a, a undrafted player, a two-way player, uh, or as a player they signed to a two-way deal, I'm sorry. But this news dropped right as we're starting to record this. We're recording this on Thursday, June 30th at 1 p.m. And Kevin Durant comes out and decides he wants a trade request. One of the most entitled individuals in NBA history feels he's now entitled to go to another team that doesn't have Kyrie Irving, who I thought was his best friend. That I thought Brooklyn was supposed to be his salvation in life. He left the Golden State Warriors for this team. Your first thoughts on that insane trade request.
1: I'm not too surprised by it, to be honest with you. <laughs> and, you know, I, I like Durant. I've actually had a chance to meet him before a couple of times. Very nice guy. I think that I feel like the media kind of bullied him with, with the Warriors to leave Golden State in a sense because people didn't respect the title. They were saying he joined Steph's team you know, that whole thing. You don't join a team that beat you in the conference finals. And I think that he was just kind of searching for, you know, his own happiness in a sense, because mm-hmm. as long as he was with Golden State, it was going he to be happy. Steph's team and, and so on. So I think he went to Brooklyn to try to put his own team together, and he, I guess, gambled on Kyrie, who is a little unreliable. <laughs> and, uh, you know... <laughs> Honestly, the first thing that comes to my mind in this situation is that James Harden took the media hit and, and, and the reputation hit. And everybody talked about how, you know, just it was all negative about him. But I think he must have saw the writing on the wall. He knew this wasn't going to last. And he forced his way out. And he took, like I said, all the criticism behind it. And now, what, what was it like three, four months later? I mean, it looks like everything is going to implode. So, yeah. um, I mean, it's interesting. Sounds like Sun, Phoenix might be, uh, <laughs> may be his preferred destination.
0: Well, let me, uh, let me. first of all, I, I, when you say that you feel like the media was unfair to him, are you referring to actual media members or are you referring more to like just this massive multi-million uh, uh, media group of social media users? Who are all like simultaneously attacking him, or is it all of the above? And if it's media, are there any names like you you can that stick out to you in terms of being overly critical that you think got to him?
1: Uh, I think maybe mostly social media. I, if it wasn't it Stephen A. Smith, it was somebody at, on ESPN. Have to have. I'm I'm guessing Stephen A. Smith. He's probably the most opinionated person that that was criticizing him. I, I remember just like being, him being on a podcast with C.J. McCollum. And McCullum was very critical about about yes, the movie made. I remember so, that. I think it's just little things like that. And, I mean, years ago, someone told me that KD, his goal is to be on par with, with LeBron. And they had – I mean, they told me this years ago. This is just someone. I heard that too. Kid. It was a player, an NBA player. It was his opinion. He felt like, you know um, – he, he wanted to be on the same field as as LeBron. LeBron was considered the face of the league and so on. And, and he just kind of mentioned, like, the parallels. Um, KD went to the Warriors to beat LeBron, mm-hmm. beat him, and still didn't get the same respect. LeBron goes to the big market in L.A. KD goes to the one across uh, the country. Hopefully they can meet up again, Lakers, net Finals, and just kind of, put him in that same I guess stratosphere in a sense and so yeah it's uh just very very crazy how things have unfolded
0: I think it's a shame that he cares so much about what other people think you know what I'm saying like I I, like if I, I look it's I'm not sitting here trying to it's hard to judge a human being based on who they are as a person and but I just I feel like he would be a happier person and I feel like he'll be a wildly more successful person if he just deleted social media if he found other avenues of entertainment because social media in general can be very toxic if you don't use it for information purposes and you're not using it to market whatever it is you're making yourself um the only value left is just entertainment and i you know i don't think he needs to market himself i don't think he needs to get information from social media he's admitted he likes it um but it's toxic and he clearly like that stuff registers to him I just don't understand why he won't delete that stuff, man, because it's it's never going to work out for him if that's what he's like basing his self-value on. You know what I'm saying? And that yeah. seems to be what he's doing.
1: Well, I, I've, I, like I said, I, I've met him once. It was, it was um, I think it was like 2014. So he was still with Golden State. And uh, it was a funny story. So it was Carmelo Anthony had this pro week in uh, New York, and he invited a bunch of his NBA friends to come work out play. So a friend of mine was invited and he was like, you wanna go? I was like, of course I wanna go. He was like, you can film me, I'm a videographer. So for a week, I was like the only person that had um, a camera there in the gym. And I was there and then KD showed up and then I ended up filming, um, I guess like an off season documentary. I think it was on like HBO. So they came on maybe like a Thursday. But I remember like it was the day his contract with Nike was supposed to end and Under Armour gave him like this huge offer. Right. So we're sitting there in the gym and uh, they had this big, huge, it was like a projector screen and ESPN is in the background and they're just talking about what is KD going to do this, this and that. And he was just sitting there just talking, talking to everybody. And the thing that I learned about him in that brief interaction is he does not want to be famous. He wants to just, talk barbershop basketball like everybody else. He wants to be as low as just down to earth. He doesn't want to be considered a superstar. Just wants to be a guy that just loves basketball. And so Mm -hmm. what was interesting is at the time I was doing a web series, a video web series. And this is like, again, 2014, I believe. And so when I introduced myself, he was like, oh, man, I watch your web series. Like he just... Watches basketball in my web series. It wasn't like it was one that was doing millions of views, but he knew everything about it and he just eats, sleeps, watches basketball. I've had people tell me, you know, like, um, guys that may be like G League guys, 10 day contracts, they get to the free throw line, they line up next to him, and he's just like, he knows their stats,
0: right? <laughs> He's smart. He's smart. And he's smart. And by the way, you know your basketball, Raphael. I've seen your stuff, too, for a long time. I don't say that about a lot of people, man. I'm very critical when it comes to the media and who covers basketball because I think most of them have no idea what they're talking about. And and they somehow fell into these positions. You know what you're talking about, man. So I, I I totally understand why Kevin Durant said that to you because you actually you get it. Uh, continue on. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to give yeah, So this give was, Again, this is
1: 2014. I mean, like I probably had 500 followers <laughs> on, on Twitter and all that. <laughs> but he just eats, sleeps, breathes basketball, and he just wants to be, at least to my impression, he just wants to be like your barbershop fan. He wants to be able to be on Twitter, talk basketball, debate. And I think sometimes, you know, he's was given this outwardly talent and all that, And I just think that maybe the aspect of being a superstar is not something that he likes. I think he wants to be able to walk around town and freely go shopping for shoes or go grab something to eat. And I think that's his biggest struggle is that, um, Mm. you know, he wants to be normal, but with his talent, he'll never get a chance to be normal. And I think, you know, a normal person would be affected by, I mean, just think like if you at your job and everybody's criticizing you, it's going to bother you a little bit and I think that's the of part of it. He's a human it... being,
0: man. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the and the problem is he's never going to experience normal at least not until he retires because he's 6'11. Dude, he can not there's no he can't walk anywhere in life without people blatantly like picking him out like People aren't 6'11 in this world, so he's going to stick yeah. out no matter where he goes. That's unfortunate, man. And, and for people watching this going, hey, man, I'm, I'm here for Warriors content. Dude, Kevin Durant played three years for the Warriors. He has a lasting impact. And whatever he decides to do next will also impact the Warriors. So, um, yeah, we'll talk about him. This is big news for the NBA, and we'll obviously cover the Warriors. First, got to talk about um, Arcade 1UP. Raphael, you're working with Locked On. You're part of the NBA draft board, uh, the big board. What is that thing called, man? I'm so sorry. What?
1: Yeah, locked on NBA big board. It was locked on NBA draft, and then the transition with me taking over for Chad Ford, it kind of changed up. Love a
0: bit. Dude, those are big shoes to fill, man. You're doing a marvelous Huge. job of that so far, and the, N- the NBA big. Of course, you're welcome, man. So, boom shakalaka is something that when I was a kid playing video games, that was I think Kevin Calabro's voice was part of NBA Jam. It was just, it was one of the highlights of my childhood. And that game is back thanks to Arcade One Up, and they're giving away the Shaq Edition machine. You can pre order it now from arcade1up.com. That's arcade, the number one up.com for an estimated early September ship date. Arcade One Up is the place for fun. They've got even more classics like Golden Tea. That's a game that I played for I don't know how many months of my life. I spent at bars in North Beach, San Francisco, playing that golden tee with the wheel. You get they got Mortal Kombat, many others starting at just $399. Check this out. They're giving away an NBA Jam Shaq Edition to a locked on listener. Enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave at arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade, the number one up.com slash locked on. You've got till July 8th. That's just a week away to enter to win NBA Jam Shaq Edition console. Don't miss out enter today, who are you going to play with? You are locked on warriors, your daily golden state warriors podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. For your second listen, get up to date on the latest news and rumors in the NBA in just 30 minutes every day with Locked On NBA. Locked On NBA, your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. You can follow Raphael Barlow on Twitter at Barlow500. So you mentioned that Kevin Durant requested reportedly, I can't remember if it was Sham or Waj who dropped that, uh, that he wanted to be traded to the Phoenix Suns. I've also heard the Miami Heat being a possibility. Um... First of all, with the Phoenix Suns, who the hell are they going to trade? I, I, here's the other thing I saw too. I saw that the Nets weren't just going to give him away. Just, they have all the leverage. He's, he's signed for four years, guaranteed. Uh, if the Nets want to keep him, they can keep him. I mean, you know, I don't think you want a disgruntled Kevin Durant on your roster, but in theory, they could keep him. So they have some leverage. I don't see who the Suns can give back. Like, like, I mean, for salary purposes, I mean, I'm guessing DeAndre Aiden would be someone you want, you could maybe sign and trade with. I, I the Suns are a realistic trade partner. Your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think you can sign Aiden to a max deal and then Mikhail Bridges. And I think those mm-hmm. numbers would add up. And then you throw in some picks because the Nets, they traded all their picks away in the Harden deal. So I imagine they're trying to get their picks. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Phoenix has all of their, their own picks. So to me, I think that can be a little bit realistic. I can't see them moving him within conference you know i mean i can't see him going the team that that uh and this is again just my opinion i wonder does atlanta feel like man we made a trade a day too early <laughs> <laughs> because they traded i think what 25 27 and 29 picks for the murray
0: unprotected <laughs> so, i think two of them yeah
1: yeah so you probably could have packaged you know whoever on okongwu some of their young talent along with those picks which the nets probably really want and John Collins or whatever and and maybe you could have made something work but but uh yeah so I, I, the phoenix situation sounds somewhat somewhat realistic
0: yeah when you mentioned that trade i forgot about uh uh bridges that suddenly does make that a feasible trade especially if you throw in some number 1 picks does that make fe- i know that makes phoenix a contender um but does that suddenly make them a team that could beat the warriors like are they are they the favorites like where would you place the Suns if that trade hypothetically happened i don't know
1: i mean it sounds like they didn't have aiden in their plans anyway so you'll true basically end up trading a guy you didn't want for and from mikhail bridges and then you probably you know if teams really devalue centers you probably figure like we can go get another center for cheap we can go yep. get a, a Mo Bamba, or you know, bring JaVel M- McGee back, or whatever, and just go get a center for cheap. And now we have Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and uh, and Kevin Durant, which which makes it tough. But then you know, I think Dallas kind of exposed Phoenix a little bit, just because even though Bridges is supposed to be like their best defender, he was just a little too light in the pants. Yeah, he was. <laughs> for, uh, yeah, he was for for Luca. And, uh, but Phoenix doesn't get to the free throw line, you know, they, they don't really get to the free throw line or really get to the paint. So I don't know. I mean, the Warriors are, and I'm, again, I'm not saying this just because this is a Warriors podcast, but you got, I imagine clay will be better next year, even though he's a year older, I think he'll, he'll get his feet under, under him. Uh, then you got the young guys that could develop Wiseman supposed to come back, you know, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's gonna to be tough. I mean, the Warriors just have a perfect storm of. I mean, they had two bad years. Don't get me wrong. Those two bad years helped their horrible, horrible. future, yeah. long term. But they, uh, they could, they could be contenders for a long time.
0: I've been saying the exact same thing. Right now, have you heard anything, man? I know I know I know the draft is more your focus, but I'm guessing you know everything about the NBA. You have incredible connections. My man, if you bring uh, if you connect me with Ryan Rollins for this program, I would love you forever. Um I think that was a great pick. We'll talk about these draft picks in just a moment. The Warriors got four new players uh, on draft day. Uh but you know what you're right. I think the I think Klay Thompson is going to be better. Um I yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the Warriors have they are, I think that the clear cut favorites next year, but this Kevin Durant thing is wild. It's absolutely wild. My only thing is like Sean Marks is kind of, he's shrewd in the, in the moves that he makes. I don't know if he would buy Deandre Aiden for Durant. That's really the, that's, I mean, that's the meat of the trade. I don't know if he goes for that, man. I mean, he might, I mean, if Durant, you know, really makes it difficult for him. So you, you don't think there's a possibility of Durant staying in the Eastern conference because the Miami heat or another team I saw mentioned and. I actually think that might be a better fit, but I don't know your yeah, thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like Tyler Hero, centered around Tyler Hero. I know you're.
0: <laughs> so, and Bam, and ba- yeah, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I
1: can't imagine him giving up, giving up Bam. I don't. Yeah, I just that's crazy. I mean, are they going to just throw in? I mean, you would have to throw in Duncan Robinson for any type of deal to make the money work. And yeah. so I, I would rather have Aiden and Mikel Bridges than Duncan Robinson, Hero, and. So yeah, I, yeah, I think Phoenix is probably the most realistic destination there. Um, yeah, I can't think of any anybody, any anyone else that would give them young talent and that has all of their picks. Because I mean, Phoenix guys are pretty much homegrown outside of Chris Paul. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I think that's. probably I the hear most you.
0: Realistic. I hear you. And. So- and it would not say, like, let me ask you this and i don't know if you've heard anything or th- it, this could just be a guess on your part did durant and kyrie irving have a fallout like like because they know. seem to be really close friends one minute like what do you think happened there
1: i don't know i mean but harden and durant were pretty close too so it, it just hmm. seems like there's a lot going on there behind the scenes yes um you know i think uh i, I just found it interesting again this is just all rafael Barlow, not any insight. of interesting that Durant doesn't say anything. Kyrie opts in, and then Durant's like, <laughs> "Okay, I'm out of here." It's <laughs> <That's> crazy. <laughs> it could be That's just crazy. total coincidence. Does he stay if Kyrie declines his option and, and go? But I thought, like Kyrie opting in, I didn't think that that would mean Durant would would agree. I thought he would opt out if Kyrie ask out if Kyrie left. So yeah, man, it's it's a very interesting day. But I think like the NBA has to love it, you know. Like the offseason oh, in the of NBA is bringing so much attention to to the game, so they have to. I mean, owners may not like it, but
0: they have to love it because they're benefiting. <laughs> I don't think Sean Marks likes any of this. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. You're absolutely right, dude. That the, the Adam Silver right now is just just literally rubbing his hands together right now. He's licking his chops. This is pure gold from a marketing perspective the whole world anyone who loves the nba is just thirsting for this right now this is it's drama it's drama at its finest and it's genuine drama um you know there's an article last year i read with where james harden uh it was it was literally just kind of mind blown at kyrie irving's antics right i think he there was one game in cleveland where irving lit up some sage in the locker room to like He did in Boston too. He put it on Or Boston, Yeah, to to get rid of like bad spirits or something like that. And and Harden, I guess, just looking at him. (laughs) Kyrie Irving is just, he's just a different cat, man. There's just no other way to spin that. And I I don't, I can't see it being easy to play with him. I mean, he is incredibly talented. But the reason why I ask about the Fallout thing is because part of me also wonders if the grand scheme in Durant's head is go to Phoenix, get Kyrie Irving there with him. Um, I mean, Chris Paul's at the end of his career. It uh, might not happen this year, but maybe he's thinking after Kyrie's contract runs out next year they could figure something out. But if they fell out, then obviously that is not something. Um,
1: yeah, this has know. been a wild
0: day, man. This Irving, yeah. this Durant thing—I'm sorry—just started, just a pure, pure mayhem uh, in the in the media world. Uh, I got to give some love to Saqqara real quick, a longtime sponsor of this program. Before we resume things, uh, look, I'm a firm believer that you are what you eat, and Sakara, I think, b- subscribes to that mantra as well. They help you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle, and they truly enjoy it, uh, providing that with delicious, plant rich, transformational nutrition that builds a foundation for living in your best body. Now is the time to seek wellness, joy, and abundance in all areas of your life. Um, Especially, we got a pandemic. You need to take care of your immune system, you need to take care of your body, and you could do it in this case without sacrificing taste or quality right now sakara is offering your listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash locked on 20 or enter the code locked on 20 at checkout the sakara s-a-k-a-r-a dot com slash locked on 20 to get 20% off your first order again sakara.com slash Locked (laughs) on 20. locked on warriors your daily golden state warriors podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day thank you for making locked on warriors your first listen every day we are free and available wherever you get podcasts so is raphael barlow on twitter you could follow him on twitter at barlow 500 uh let's let's go to the warriors here um you know i i agree with you that they're in a in a beautiful place it remains to be seen what happens with Kavon Looney, Gary the II, Otto Porter Jr. Those are the three big free agents. Um, do you have any thoughts? I mean, have you heard anything? Do you have any personal opinions on what, on what you think the war what's going to happen with those free agents? I hope they all come back. I think Dub Nation collectively wants all those three players back. Uh, uh, Looney and GP2 are clearly the, the bigger priority. Your thoughts on those free agents before we dive into the draft?
1: Yeah, I mean, I imagine Looney comes back. But I think that can be interesting also because, you know, he's done enough to earn a, a raise and be um, yes. their starting center. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you just drafted yeah. Wiseman high and you have to develop him because I think there's a luckily for Golden State, they're so good that they have not And there's been a little heat about the Wiseman pick, but luckily they've been winning. Imagine if they weren't winning and, you know, they <laughs> selected him over, over who oh, yeah. uh, was LaMelo, right? He was oh, twice, oh he was well, well no,
0: oh, correct Lamella was third. But th- what's even weirder yeah. is they could have, in theory, pursued the number one pick that year. The T Wolves were shopping that pick. I mean Anthony Edwards, I saw him in Georgia, and I I wanted him so bad for the Warriors, but uh they they stuck with number two and got Wiseman. So yeah, that was your top three. Yeah
1: yeah yeah. So uh, but luckily, I mean, it's kind of you know he's been fortunate for someone that's drafted as high as he has to play the little amount of games and he's just kind of been able to hide under the radar so i think it, the warriors are going to have to find time or find ways to develop him so you know for looney that could be pretty pretty interesting there um Peyton has to i mean on one hand you feel like all right you you you've landed in the perfect situation but he's hasn't made any real money yet (laughs) so you know there could be another team that sees his value and says hey we're going to give you you know more you know we're going to give you a decent chunk of change so that's going to be a tough decision yeah um i mean Otto porter was there he started (laughs) you know he he started in the finals in the finals dude yeah in the finals and they were they were down 2-0 right
0: 2-1 2-1 yeah before they made the switch yeah yeah
1: yeah you know i mean it's The Warriors have the money. I mean Yes, they do. They they have plenty of money to to go way over the cap. And uh really the Warriors are in position if they wanted to like I guess upgrade and and put themselves in position to get another superstar. If you really if they want to just say, Hey, we want to package Kaminga and Moody and Wiseman, I guess maybe throw in another salary, (laughs) they could land one of the superstars another superstar if they had the you know if they get the money to match but I don't think they're going to do that
0: I don't think so I don't think so either and not to mention would you agree with me that Kaminga and Moody are they're untradable assets to me in my opinion the only players you would trade Kaminga especially for is Luca or Giannis I don't know if I'd trade them for anyone else um I think that highly of them am I being delusional here do you have do you kind of agree what are your thoughts
1: man I if Rally Bill wanted to go to the Warriors. I'm you would make something. that trade, yeah, Kirkminga? Yeah, I mean, I, I like him, but you know, it's it's a situation where you know, I mean, it's it's value and potential and upside over the proven product. I don't think Bill is only like 29 years old. He still has still has some time. So, um, but I don't think you can get the money money to match up. I, you know, at one point I thought, okay, Wiggins plus um one or two of their young guys could get them whoever the top free agent that wanted, you know, out. But I think Wiggins has done enough. He's he's earned the the right to stay. Agreed. So um agreed. But yeah, I I do think like if they would have, you know, lost, then you know, you could have packaged Wiggins and Kaminga or Wiggins, Kaminga Moody, then you could have got Durant back or or Bill or, or, or whoever. So um but yeah, who's who's the fourth free agent? It was Porter.
0: Uh well, those are the three big ones. It's 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 yeah. Looney, GP2, Auto Porter Jr. And then you got Nimani Belitza um, okay, yeah. his brother-in-law who, was a valuable. Yeah. His,
1: his brother-in-law a free agent?
0: <laughs> Is who? Brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, t- technically yes, but I <laughs> okay. I I guess he's I'm guessing he's coming back. There, Damien <laughs> Lee. Yeah, yeah, I imagine he's coming back. Um who knows though? I mean, who knows, but yeah let me ask you this just as a hypothetical that i was asking people last last season would you trade wiggins and kaminga for durant because that's ultimately what the trade was when the warriors traded durant to the nets that's what the, that's what they got back in return and resulted in a championship would you trade them back and for durant or would you keep those two guys
1: oh man i trade on i mean the warriors never lost with the healthy that <laughs> lineup I have a friend that played for the Cavs 17 and he's just, so I was asking him this is just about a week ago and uh, he didn't play much. He's like, man, I had a front row seat. I was sitting on a bench. And he was like, there's nothing anybody could do with that team. And so I was like, so like after, you know, the, you know, the last game, like, were guys in the locker room mad, upset? He's like, yeah, guys were upset, but it was almost like, this team is unfair. Like, what could we have done to beat this team? And so, yeah. I think, you know, I mean, they they didn't lose with that group. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd bring them back. And I couldn't see them yeah. losing for a while. I mean it just extends everybody else's career extends Clay's career extends Draymond's career extends Clef uh, Steph a little longer because now, (laughs) now everybody is, you know, their role reduces just a little bit more. So yeah, I I would make that trade in a heartbeat.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to talk about uh, Draymond uh, uh, stirred some, some, uh, some warrior emotions when he said on this, uh, on his podcast, he did a joint podcast with JJ Redick where he said that Stephen Curry um, the player he is now is different from the player he was in, like, 2015, 16, 17. He didn't build the strength uh, yet to really just create his own shots and score will. will. Um, the, Steph, the Steph fans get so sensitive over that stuff, man. Draymond, I don't think, meant any disrespect saying that. Uh, I, I just wouldn't do it just because Durant is going to be, what, 34 next year? I mean, he is approaching the tail end of his career, um, whereas Wiggins is 27 Kaminga's 19 still. You know what I'm saying? It's like so, that's
1: it's only an age. Like you can't look at Durant and say he's slowing down. <laughs> you know? True. So true. I yeah, think true. it's only an age. He suffered a major injury and he came back the same exact player. And Almost so, better. Yeah, you, yeah, I mean, it's
0: you're right. No, you're absolutely right, man. Who are these guys the Warriors drafted, dude? Enlighten myself and enlighten everyone else who's watching or, or listening to this show today. Uh, you know, the Warriors obviously, you know, drafted three players. They also added a, a player that, that after the draft that signed him to a two-year deal. Um, let's start with Patrick Baldwin Jr. Um, you expressed some surprise that the Warriors picked him up. He's 6'10. Um, people rave about his form, but he also had a horrible shooting percentage. I had Sophia Jones, uh, uh, on, on, on the last show, Mark Jones's daughter who plays for San Jose State. She was actually my student at San Jose state as well, small world. Um, and you know, I asked her about that, and she thought his ankle injuries played a part in terms of the his mental approach and it affected his shot. His form is beautiful. He's 6'10. Your thoughts, sir, on Patrick Baldwin Jr. Biggest shocker of the draft. I just don't get it. <laughs> so oh, wow. At,
1: you, so everybody that talks about Patrick Baldwin Jr., what's the first thing they say? Oh, his shot is beautiful. It looks good. I've... Nobody says anything about it going in. Nobody. <laughs> you know, it's
0: horrible. Yeah, it was like so, 26% or something, right?
1: Yeah, I, I just don't get it. So, and this is not a knock on Patrick Baldwin Jr. He was out of my top 60. 60 wow. Players. Because I, and again, I, I could be totally wrong. And I, I'll admit if I'm wrong. I don't judge guys based off of what they did in high school. You know? Right. He had a phenomenal junior year in high school. He missed his senior year with an injury came back and played for Team USA at the under 19s. The majority of his shot attempts were threes, wasn't very efficient there. And when have we seen a player not dominate mid-major college basketball? Then I was at the combine. He tested athletically as one of the worst in in the (laughs) entire combine. He had a 26 inch vertical. I'm 43, I I know I can get up over 26 inches. And so, and then I was at like the shooting and the shot didn't look good. I personally think, like, it's in his head now that that's why he's missing. So maybe the Warriors said, okay, well, you know, he can shoot. And the form looks good. Maybe it's just mentally. But I, I do think it's in his head. I think he just kind of lost his confidence. But it's just weird. Like, I, I can't – I mean, he wasn't the only one. Like, Peyton Watson only averaged three points a game, and then he went in the first round. <laughs> I've never seen a guy – an American college player average three points per game and then be a first-round pick. <laughs> But, yeah, I just thought it was very, very weird. Like, I watched the games. There were games where he didn't really make a lot of effort. And he, in my opinion, was selected in the first round based off of how pretty his form is and what he did as a high school junior. The Warriors are, you know, fortunate enough to where they have the luxury where they can swing for the fences. Yes. He was a projected top ten pick coming into the season. So, you know, maybe their thought process is, okay, he's had a couple injuries, everyone was high on him, and we have the luxury of swinging for the fences. If he works out, great. If he doesn't work out, you know, we we didn't really miss out on anything, but, you know, the draft is getting more and more confusing because, again, he didn't produce, didn't have the numbers that suggest the first-round pick at a mid-major school, but he went based off of his high school resume, but I thought NBA scouts weren't supposed to be watching high school basketball <laughs> so
0: well, that that seems to be the warriors like uh their strategy for the draft because they because outside of the those two horrible years you mentioned and they were horrible but at the same time when you have a five-year run like they did it's just they had to take a break um their their the strategy seems to be and you can correct me if i'm wrong here is that they they aim for two things for their draft picks one is pedigree uh like you said patrick baldwin jr um you know they 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 had they have the luxury of kind of taking a risk clearly did take a risk with him but his high, his high school pedigree his dad he grew up around the game um so he has the pedigree certainly and then character they seem to love bringing uh, guys in that they're that they don't have to worry about their off court activities yep. right um that they're they you know their their maturity levels are usually higher than your typical draft pick uh so is that, do you agree with me on there like do you think yeah. that's why I
1: agree. I agree, one hundred percent. He comes from the pedigree, comes from a good family, is you know a good character guy. So that, yes, that that is totally in line. And like I said, the Warriors have the luxury to where, yeah. if he, I mean, if if he doesn't play a single NBA minute next year, he can play in Santa Cruz. And if the ankle injury was slowing him down, he can, you know, um, go there and rehab and get better. I just, again, I think they could have got him.
0: Well, Later let, me, on. Let, me ask you, let me ask you this, Raphael. Who do you think the Warriors should have picked up?
1: Um, I think there were other more. Like, for example, Andrew Nimhart would have been a guy mm. that I would have picked up. He is, you know, he's, to me, the best playmaker in the draft. One or two best playmakers in the draft. He's NBA ready. He was a senior. He can come in and contribute right away. And, you know, whether it's your backup point guard, he can run your second unit and i think that he was you know i mean the warriors don't necessarily have any real needs in a sense but i think he would have been able to just come in and contribute right away
0: i hear you no kevin dana was he's the voice of the santa cruz warriors he joins me every monday here and he joined me for for draft night and he was raving about him he was really hoping the warriors drafted him and it was everyone was surprised like i was like when the draft pick happened i was i was on this show with dana and four others there were six of us total and when the, the it came, the time came for the number 28 pick, we all gave our predictions. None of us said it was Patrick. None of us. It was just. Yeah,
1: I, didn't, I didn't have him as a first round pick. So,
0: yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. So then the Warriors did something even more peculiar in the second round. They, they moved up seven spots in the process, giving up t- uh, $2 million cash. And I thought that was a really strong sign. I'd love to get your, your opinion and in, insight on that because, you know, if the Warriors want to bring back Kevon Looney, Gary Payne II, even Otto Porter Jr., the strategy is you have bird rights on Looney so you can match whatever someone else is offering. Um, you can offer Gary Payne II up to four years, $49 million uh, guaranteed because you have his early bird rights and then Otto Porter Jr you can offer him the mid level exception at close to 7 million that's and if you can do that if you're willing to spend it that's a big question yeah. um but they gave up 2 million bucks just to move up 7 spots and get this kid Ryan Rollins um why did the warriors do that and your thoughts on Ryan Rollins please well, I'm probably the wrong
1: person to talk to because I'm biased on Ryan Rollins. Who, cares? And, uh, Who cares? Go and for it. so I, I tell you my story of Ryan. So I spent Please. the majority of this season in Europe overseas scouting the
0: international prospects. We're about where or, in Europe? Everywhere or like specific Yeah, cities? I
1: spent a month in Barcelona. That got expensive. Mm. And then I went to Athens. Athens was a whole lot cheaper. <laughs> so I stayed <laughs> in Athens. And then I spent time <laughs> in France. I spent time in Italy. So it was, it was awesome awesome experience. Yes. Hope, hope, hope Love Europe. Again. But right before I went, I had to go Um, I had to go to Detroit to film something. And a friend of mine is like, hey, you want to go check out this kid in Toledo? And I was like, yeah. So I, I ride to Toledo, which is a short drive. It wasn't too long. And it was a preseason game. They play like, I don't know, Sisters of the Blind Tech. <laughs> I don't know. So, so <laughs> they played a really small, I don't even know if it was an NAIA school. <laughs> and uh, I remember watching Ryan Rollins, and I'm like, this kid is a pro. He, I was so adamant that he's a pro that I did a podcast episode when I got back to Dallas. It was like, I don't know, maybe September 26th. I, it was I, it was early. To start. I said, he is going to be a pro. He's going to be this year's Jason Preston, which was the kid that the Clippers drafted from University of Ohio this year because they, they're in the same conference at the MAC. So, mm-hmm. you know, all year I said I think this kid's gonna be a pro. I had him as a, a first round grade. So, um, one of the last episodes I did with with Chad Chad Ford, we did a mock draft, and I had I don't know if, was it the Warriors? It may I don't know whoever was twenty eighth at, at that time. Maybe it was the Thunder, and I I had him as a first round pick, and we we did it on restream. And Chad is looking and he says he looked at me as if like, are you plugging your cousin or your your friend in, like? <laughs> So he, he 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 calls me maybe like a day later and he said he had never heard of Ryan. So he calls me maybe like a day later and he said that some NBA scouts were like, yeah, Ryan. He's he's legit. Ryan Rollins is is a pro. And so from there, I just kept saying, man, I think this kid's a first round pick. And then I guess because I was, I don't know, maybe early on the Ryan Rollins train. Um, his agent reached out to me. Come to find out that he was doing his pre-draft training in Dallas. So I did an interview. So I can actually, you know, Warriors fans, if you want to see it, if you go to NBA Big Board. um, I did an interview, sit down interview with Ryan Rollins. It was like the first one I did this summer. Got a chance to talk to him. So anyway, the reason why I'm high on him, he's 19 years old, which is young for a sophomore. So you get... A kid that's 19, he created create his own shot. Great kid. I've spent time with him, went out to dinner with him a few times, went to probably 10 of his workouts. Great kid. I think he'll be able to score on three levels. What I like about him is that he's, on one hand, he's young, but he has two years of college experience. But he's like your classic late bloomer, your classic kid that wasn't highly touted, as an 8th grader or a ninth grader, wasn't someone that grew up reading about him all over social media, and he's just gotten better and better and better every year, and, mm. and so he he does have this chip on his shoulder in a sense because he's never been like that guy, like that how highly touted guy, so he's always trying to prove that he belongs, and I remember, like, just watching him play pickup earlier this summer. Guys didn't know who he was, so, I mean, he's in the gym with some NBA players, some guys that were projected to go first round, and he's there, and he's scoring on them, and they're just kind of like, who, who is he? So I think that the Warriors got a steal. Again, I, I, I could oh. be a little bit biased, but I think the Warriors got a real steal with, with Ryan Rollins. And so I think they feel like it too. I mean, they spent $2 million. Kerr had good things to say about him. So I'm, I'm pretty confident, so confident that before the draft I did a – a an article about guys that I think are going to outperform the draft position, and he was one of the guys.
0: Oh. How, 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 how can people find that article? Is it just Google? So it's NBA on, Big Board?
1: Yeah, it's on NBA Big Board. Uh, okay. my Twitter name is up, if I'm not mistaken, it is my pinned tweet. If I'm not mistaken,
0: okay, there we go, sounds good. Um, definitely go check that out. Rafael, I, look, man, I could spend like hours with you. I don't want to waste your time. I, I would love to get you back on at some point. You clearly are a brilliant basketball mind. Um, real quick, just just give people just a taste of those other two picks the Warriors got. Uh, Guy Santos they picked with the fifty five uh selection from he played in Brazil. Um, and then uh, Lester Qionis, if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. Any thoughts on them? I know these are you know low risk picks, but is, can they turn into anything? Or could they? Be rotational players, any thoughts on them?
1: Santos is intriguing. So, one of my regrets this season is you know, I was planning on spending the whole year in Europe, and it's, just traveling within Europe is pretty cheap. Once you leave the States, everything's True. a little bit cheaper. True, you're all so, the best, man. yeah. More um, flights, yeah. So, yeah, my, my wife was with me, and uh, we found out that she was pregnant in December, so she left to come back to the States. So, I was going back and forth a month. I would do three weeks in Europe and then one month to go to all the doctor's appointments. So That's a
0: great, wife, by the way, man, for letting you do that. That's yes, kudos yes, to her. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so <laughs> yeah.
1: thankful, so blessed. And yes. so, um, so I, that kind of got a little expensive going back and forth. But one of my plans was to go to Brazil to watch Santos play because I got this goal of hitting all seven continents. And, um, I wow, reason, I, I haven't been to South America and Antarctica yet. So South America, that would have been a legitimate reason. And then um, you know, could have been like, hey, let's let's go to Brazil. But she she still works, so she had to work like crazy hours like US hours. But she could come with me because she worked remotely. So once we found out she was pregnant, and you know, I just didn't have the money to take the trip to Brazil to watch him play. So it would have been killing really three birds with one stone, add another continent to my bucket list, watching him play, and then going to Brazil. But I've watched a lot of film on him. He's about 6'7. I saw some reports that said he's 6'9. I don't know how accurate that is, but I think 6'7 can handle the ball a little bit, could be just your low-risk, high reward player. Um, I don't, I don't, as of today, I don't know his plans if he's gonna play for Santa Cruz, if he's making more money, where he's at. But he's definitely someone that I would have taken a, a flyer on developing because of. You know, there's so much value in wings that can handle the ball and pass. And so I think that he would have been a, I mean, he was definitely
0: a a good gamble there. Oh, and Sophia Jones mentioned, and I've read this too, that he has a relationship with Leandro Barbosa, who I personally love. Um, Yeah, there's some potential there. Raphael, man, anything you want to plug before I let you go, dude? And I really hope you come back on at some point because your insights, your intelligence is welcomed here, man. Uh, Anything you'd like to promote before we let you go?
1: Yeah, you can find me at Barlow500 on Twitter. And then, uh, if you like, you want to know a little bit more about the Ryan Rollins, it's it's my pinned tweet, and I'll I'll leave it okay. up for a while. But yeah, I had wrote about him, so it's it's actually pretty cool to talk about Ryan because I feel like I was one of the early people to really bring him, um, you know, just bring attention to his name. So I'm glad he went to, uh, you know, went to Golden State. I'm definitely going to reach out to him see if I can uh, make a trip because I haven't been to haven't been to the new new arena. So, uh, but yeah, you can oh, find me there. And then uh, NBA Big Board, I took over for a chat for. It's the newsletter. It's uh, you know, it's exclusive content. So I'm very, very blessed and thankful for the opportunity that Chad gave me when he retired. And then it's the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast, which is pretty much every day covering the draft. And now I got to think of stuff to talk about in September <laughs> and, <August laughs> and October. So uh, I'm already working on 2023 stuff. But uh, so, yeah, so that's, that's where you can find me at.
0: Nice, man. Let me know if you ever need a guest so you have some filler content. I'm always available. Yeah, anytime um, you want and, me
1: on, just let me know. This was fun. You, anytime, I, I, I'm here.
0: You got it, dude. And like I said, if that Ryan Rollins thing's happens, if you want to come with, on with him, I'm totally, whatever Whatever the scenario is, I'm, dude, he's a new member of the Warriors. You just made me super excited about him. Um, and yeah, let's see what the future holds, man. This has been a crazy start. And the free agency isn't even officially starting yet at the time of this recording, uh, which again is June 30th at 1.55 p.m. as we wrap this up. So on tomorrow's Locked On Warriors, it should be a doozy. We'll find a lot more stuff out by then. And again, you can follow Raphael Barlow on Twitter at Barlow500. Thank you so much, man. Such a pleasure to meet you, brother. And um, like I said, you're welcome here anytime. Um, and I'm going to reach out to you for, for future shows because, again, you're there are there not. I don't know if your experience jives with mine in this regard, which is that there really just are not a lot of people in this game who understand basketball. like they get to these positions for weird reasons nepotism you know like just you know being a yes person maybe just falling in the right position based on you know influence but there aren't that many people that actually know this game dude and you do so i i cannot thank you enough uh for coming on man because I, I respect your mind sir so thank yeah. you Raphael. pleasure thank to meet you man
1: you. thank you for that warm compliment and anytime you want me on let me know i can definitely you got, it,
0: it, you got it thank you Raphael. take care everyone thank you Later.